In Scotland, when friends get together, they blether. When these three friends happen to be Scottish Blue Badge tourist guides, you can be sure that the country that they're so passionate about will be right at the heart of their discussions. Be it contemporary or historical, culinary or cultural, reminiscence or anecdote, from accommodation to zoos, the chat will range right across the entire alphabet of topics and issues that are live and happening in Scotland right now. We hope that you'll join us. There's nothing to beat a recht git blether. And welcome to episode 16 of Scottish Blethers. It's the first one of 2021 and we wish you best wishes for an improving and wonderful 2021. A good new year to you one and all. Yeah, happy new year everybody. So your three hosts of Scottish Blethers are myself, Susan Brown, along with... Liz Lister, tongue twister. And Helen Houston, hello. So for this episode we thought we would just freestyle a little bit and have a little chat about what's going on in the world right now, especially the Scottish world, because there's lots of things going on. And we know that many of our international listeners are keen to hear what's happening and what's what's happening with life as well. So Liz, do you want to kick it off? Right, okay. Well, thank you, first of all, to those who joined us for our Hogmanay celebration, Hogmanay New Year's Eve in Scotland. We had a little party and we reflected on the year past, some of the Scottish traditions. So as we said there, it, it takes a day or two for people in Scotland to recover after the New Year celebrations. Everything shuts down, banks are closed and whatever. So it's only about the second and third that we begin to emerge from the New Year festivities and begin to put our life into order again. New Year resolutions made and broken and we pick up the harness again and get back to work. Yes, although, however, we don't get back to work now because we are in a hard lockdown in Scotland. Everything is closed and obviously no tourists coming for us, our work being tourist guiding. And people have been asked to stay at home, work from home if possible, and the schools are closed. The children are studying online at home. So it's a different type of year that we're starting. And the New Year resolutions that Liz talked about, I'm not sure that we can make any at the moment. So I'm just biding my time on that. It's all very uncertain. Indeed. And as part of our COVID-19 restrictions, we're only allowed to leave the house for essential reasons. So that's to get medicines, get food or go out for exercise, which has to be in your local area. You're allowed to meet up with one person from one other household. So only two people can walk together from different households. So even if there's three of you in your household and you want to meet a friend, no can do. It can only be two of you. So that's been quite interesting and as people adapt. But I think certainly speaking to my mom and my family, they're taking this a lot more seriously, I think possibly because the vaccine's in sight. Yeah, I think this battle is very much a race at the moment. As soon as we make one step forward, we seem to be getting hit. The problem in the UK at the moment is that there's a new variant of the COVID virus and it's able to replicate much faster. And so down south in England, the spread of the virus has been unprecedented even in these COVID times. And so this has made Scotland sit up, take notice and try to prevent the strain from spreading up here. And so we were taking the lead and going down with the other. Remember that 
public health is a devolved issue. And so the four nations of the UK each have their own policies and move at their own rates. And so Scotland was fast in introducing a lockdown, a total lockdown, to try and stop the spread of this new variant. Having said that, there's still 40% of the cases they reckon in Scotland are from this new variant now, with huge increases, obviously, in the built-up areas. But we have to hope, you know, this variant, yes, it's been found in the UK, but I'm sure it's been found elsewhere as well. It's just that we're doing this genome sequencing that will tell you which variant it is. So we're in lockdown until at least the beginning of February. And in England, they're in lockdown until the February half term, which is about the middle or third week of February, depending where you are in England. Wales has got a lockdown, as has Northern Ireland. They've actually been in the the lockdown the longest. So fingers crossed for improving times as the vaccination programme gets rolled out. It's starting out on a kind of tiered system. And the most vulnerable are getting their vaccines in care homes. You've got care home staff, medical professionals all getting vaccinated. And then it's basically going to work down through the kind of the over 90s at home, the over 80s, the over 75s. A long way for me to wait for my vaccination, although maybe, uh, Helen, you might be getting yours a bit sooner. (laughs) Yes, I think I'll be getting mine a bit sooner. Although I'm very pleased to note that they only talk about the over 80s and then it's everybody up to the over 50s that are after that. But I think it will be definitely by age, so seniority will count in this case. And by the time I get to my vaccination, I'll just hop into the over 50 category. (laughs) Yes, well, I'm kind of hopping into another category at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're very fortunate that we actually have two vaccines approved in the UK now. So the first one had a number of limitations. It needed to be stored at very low temperatures, which meant it was very difficult to get out, particularly to remote areas. But now we have the Oxford University and AstraZeneca vaccine as well. So they're using both of them. And they've taken the decision that instead of giving a first dose and a second dose to the most vulnerable, they'll actually leave 12 weeks in between because they reckon the first dose alone gives 90 percent protection. So it's important to get as many as possible vaccinated and then at 12 weeks they'll follow up with the the booster jab. But interestingly Liz, my cousin who is no longer living in Scotland, he's living down in Skipton in Yorkshire and he's had both vaccinations. Yep, it is very much a postcode lottery. It seems Um, to be yeah, as, as many will know, I've spent most of lockdown up at our cottage up in the Highlands of Scotland. And we have my mum up here. She's been up since before Christmas and will be with us all through lockdown. And so we registered for a temporary registration for her with the local health centre, the medical centre in the neighbouring town. And we thought that she would be able to get her vaccination up here. And we're told yesterday that the local medical centre is not doing any vaccinations. So I don't know how the people in this region are supposed to get. So we'll need to wait for a letter coming in at home, take her down the road for her vaccination and then back up here again. Yes, it was interesting. A letter came in from the National Health Service Scotland. It wasn't an address to an individual. And basically it was the chief medical officer and the chief nursing officer and the chief clinical director explaining what's going to happen with the vaccine. And I felt they were very honest in it because they did say... Of course, we'll roll out as quickly as we possibly can. We are very much dependent upon the number of vaccines and the manufacturing, how quickly the manufacturers can get the vaccines produced. 
No, I think the communications have been excellent. I think that one of the biggest challenges that the whole of the UK faces is getting people to sign up for the vaccine to come oh, forward yes. and get it. So by having good, honest, straightforward communications and you know emphasising just how vital this is and getting back to any kind of normality, and they're just trying to get people to go and get it because there is a lot of misinformation and suspicion round about any vaccination programme. Well, I was reading yesterday that in Scotland, what they're going to do is they're going to leave it to the health boards to decide how they want to run the vaccination programme because they ha- they know how many people there are in their area and who needs to get that vaccine. So I look forward to seeing it happening and fingers crossed we can all get back to some form of normality and get back to guiding. I don't know about you ladies, but I'm missing it. I'm missing having guests and being able to go and tell stories and get them in suspense on the edge of their seat with some of the stories and take them to beautiful places. And you, know, I really miss about guiding is that it's it's just the meeting the people and you know, even preparing for the tours, getting everything ready, making sure that you've got good stories to tell and that you've actually been round your itinerary, doing the recce's. Um, which means going in advance to places. I love doing that. And I just feel that it's beginning to feel a wee bit nervous about going back because we've been away from it for so long. However, doing these podcasts make a huge difference. We're learning little bits from each other all the time. So that's helping just fill the gap at the moment. Yes, I love coming up with different topics to cover in the podcast, which some of which I would cover on tour, but other ones I wouldn't. So in the next podcast, I'm going to be talking about Scottish gold and gold panning in Scotland. But it's been really fun looking into it. I must confess that as we turn into the two, into the new year, the two things I'm missing most, first of all, travel. I mean, just getting away and travelling. doesn't matter whether it's close to home in Scotland, but more importantly, getting out myself and discovering new places. But I was just saying to my mother the other day, the other thing that I'm really missing is just good fun having a good laugh, just you know, meeting new people, just having fun. Days drift into one another, life is pleasant, but there is a sense of fun that's missing, which a tour does bring. Yes, very much so. I, I, I don't know about you ladies, but sometimes I feel you kind of wake up in the morning like, oh, it's Groundhog Day again. It's like, right, okay, sort yourself out, get out for a walk. The sun is shining and a bit of snow on the ground. Just get out there and get out for a good walk and lift the spirits. Absolutely. It's a great life. But do you not find that the days just pass so quickly? You know, that you have all these, the list of things that you want to do. And you know, the day just, just, I think it's because our days in Scotland are so short at the moment that you're getting up yes. later and the day is basically over by four o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. And then it's hard to motivate yourself sometimes because you haven't really got a deadline. So you're like, oh, well, I could do it today or I could do it tomorrow or I could yep. do it the next day. Yeah. And then you get stressed. <laughs> think, what am I getting stressed about? I've got nothing to be stressed about. The lack of deadline, because I work best to a deadline, yeah. and the fact that it can always be continued tomorrow, yeah. as we are today, is is not good for me. But one of the good things, the positive things, is that I've taken up some hobbies that have long since been gathering dust in a cupboard. I've cut the sewing machine out, and I've done some sewing. During the beginning of the lockdown, I made scrub bags for the staff at the local care home to put their scrubs in, and then... When we started having to wear face masks, I started making face masks and I really enjoyed doing that. So it's been quite good. And the sewing machine is still sitting there in pride of place. I've used all the knitting wool in the house. and I've knitted lots and lots of squares. 
So during this lockdown, they will then be made into a blanket. And I've got chairs that I've still got to rub down and paint. So there's a lot still to do, and I'm looking forward to having the time to do it, but still missing getting out there on the road and guiding. Yep. So if anybody's looking for a tour guide for Scotland, you've got three of us <laughs> sat here waiting for your business, whether it's a virtual tour or whether it's a an itinerary you want for when you want to come to Scotland, or if you want us to be your driver guide or a step-on guide or a walking guide in one of the cities, Absolutely. please do give us a shout. We've got time on our hands now to keep busy okay. and we've got very good rates. I think you'd find that the excellent quality and value is, is something else. Very competitive. But, you know, the thing that keeps you going is looking forward to all the exciting plans for Scottish blethers in the new year because as you say Susan until we can actually get traveling again what we hope to do is to start virtual tours one a month we've had we've had some success with the Christmas party and the Hogmanay get together so what we're going to try to do is to do one zoom meeting every month where we do a virtual tour one of us will lead it with a special interest and so you might not be able to get physically to Scotland at the moment but you can certainly still travel with us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And we're also planning our topics as well because there's so much happening in Scotland once we we thaw out again and, and start moving. <laughs> and we've got a, a Scottish Parliament election coming up this year and that brings a lot of questions with it about independence and mm. a referendum and all of that. So that's going to be very exciting. Yeah, and I think maybe, Liz, one of the things we can cover is how the voting system in Scotland is different because obviously we're seeing different votes happening around the world and the fallout of those and how in Scotland we actually have a kind of a a different system where you get the first past the post and you get proportional representation. Absolutely. And of course, we can recap on what matters are devolved. So they are the preserve of the Scottish Parliament compared with those that are reserved and remain at Westminster. And of course, the most important of that is the right to have a referendum because it's a constitutional matter. And in now, Liz, <laughs> are we getting into I the political so. I hope here? Well, this is going to be a big, exciting year. So you can literally stay with us as correspondents on the ground. Yeah, with differing viewpoints. Exactly. <laughs> going back to theme of what's happening, and the UK Parliament has been responsible for providing financial support across the whole of the UK, because that particular part is not yet devolved. And that's an issue that will be being discussed. But from my point of view, I'm self-employed as a tourist guide. And so there have been self-employment grants given to us because we cannot work. There's no work this year. So that has helped keep the wolf from the door, but it's also taxable grant. So this is a time we're thinking of the tax. Our tax is due by the end of this month. And this particular self-employed grant will probably be paid back to the taxman. That's one of the things that's stressing me out because normally I get an accountant to do it. And my tax return is due by the 31st of January and I'm trying to do it myself, but I'm finding it very complicated. Uh, You see, I decided just to spend the money, get the accountant to do it. But like you, we've got the, some of us are lucky enough to get the self-employment grants. Unfortunately, those that are newly self-employed don't get any support. But certainly in my situation, you know, the, the grant that we've got is not enough. 
And I've had to raid my my retirement fund and take out a bounce back loan just to be able to get through all this. So I mean, so many sectors have been dependent on government loans oh. and the Scottish government has had its own budget. And one of the most important of these has been our cultural heritage sector. And this year, 2021, is hopefully the year that the Burrell Collection, which is one of our oh, greatest yes. art collections and museum collections, will reopen to the public. And that's going to be my first topic of the new year in our next episode. I absolutely love the Burrell Collection. But again, it's completely dependent on government funding, as so many are for survival. Yes, I think there's going to be a lot of these these places have been really badly hit. And I hope they will. many of them will be able to reopen. Um, but I hope they don't put their prices up too high that people are put off. Yes. But, you know, cultural stuff, I'm going to bring you right bang up to, to modern cultural stuff, because I know, Liz, you follow her, Janie Godley. <laughs> Love her. If anybody right. out yeah, if anybody out there would like to see a bit of kind of modern political satire, I suppose is the way to yes. do it. Uh, every day we have a briefing from Scotland's first minister on what's happening with Corona. And Janie Godley is a comedian and God love her. She's wonderful. And she basically dubs over Nicola's words, basically turning it into her own words. And the latest one, I'm afraid we cannot go past going <laughs> worldwide goings on. Obviously, we're, our heart goes out to all of our listeners in the States. Watching what was happening in the capital was just heartbreaking. But just before that, there was speculation that maybe Donald Trump would come to Scotland after inauguration or on, on inauguration and go and hole out in one of his golf courses. Now, Liz... <laughs> You did a great impression the other day of Janie Godley, so I think uh, we'll have to let you take this one on. I couldn't possibly turn the airwaves blue. You've got to be very open-minded and you've got to remember that Scots culture, the humour, is very profane. So you've got to be open-minded and uh, willing to listen to some bad language. But basically, excuse me, what she was saying was that we Jeannie down the road can he visit our granny in Prestwick? So why should Donald Trump come all the way from the States when he's not allowed to come in and he's plain? So uh, it's much more graphic than that. But it's making the point that we're in lockdown. They know that this is not the time to be jumping on a private jet and coming to Scotland. Our lockdown in Scotland is really strict. The borders are closed. And one of my friends, Claire, that I was walking with yesterday, she had been to the edge of the local authority to meet a friend for a walk because you're allowed to stay in your local authority area or within five miles of that. And her friend was in the next local authority. And they unfortunately came across an accident and the police were called out. Uh, Luckily, nobody was hurt, but the people were from Dumfries and Galloway and they were up in Fife. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of damage done to the car. There was damage done to a holiday rental. The power lines were down. And the police said that their insurance will probably be invalid because they were contravening the law when they had their accident. That's the difference with this lockdown. During our first lockdown, it was purely recommended. But this time it is actually law and it is being implemented with a very, very soft touch. You know, people, Mm -hmm. you know, they won't hand out fines willy nilly. But in theory, they could be fined up to £10,000 for um, contravening the law if they don't have a good reason for for, um, travelling. So given that this episode's been such a cheery one, what are you looking forward to in 2021, Helen? 
Well, I think 2021, I'm, you're realistic. I don't think we'll have any face-to-face -face tours until well into the year. So I'm looking forward to the virtual tours that we've talked about, uh, putting them together. And that makes Susan shudder and Liz shudder. Um, <laughs> developing my IT skills. <laughs> so what I will do, and also developing my own Facebook page and the Scottish Blethers Facebook page. So these are things. And one thing I promised to do in March in the first lockdown was to make a photo book of all the old photographs I have of my ancestors. We talked about ancestors very early on, but I've got lovely old photographs that I want to turn into a photo book and give them to my sister. So we all have a copy of our ancient relatives going back to our great, great grandfather. Lovely. Liz? Well, it's travel, both my own travel and travelling with others as a, as a guide. I'm getting requests for help with planning people's tours. So that's wonderful. I love doing that. I love crafting tours for people, learning about their special interests and what they want to do and then developing a schedule for them. So that kind of keeps me in touch with what is coming in the future. That and getting out and, and enjoying Scotland's great outdoors like I did last year when there's nothing else for it. What about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to being busy again. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. properly busy, Susan. Yes, Not, properly you know, busy. With, with deadlines. Yes, so yeah. I've got quite a lot of work in the diary from the end of April through to the end of October. I'm expecting most of the April, May, June to disappear, if I'm honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping that all the stuff from July onwards will stay, which would be good. Which means that I get to enjoy another Scottish spring and early summer and get out and make the most of it. So I did quite a lot of work in my garden last year. I'm looking forward to doing yeah, more this yeah. year. But it's being able to spend time with people again and get out and do different things. I mean, you can learn so much from your guests and it's nice to see your yeah. buddies. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting back to some form of normality. Much as I love my life, but it's it's time to to move on and do more. Yeah, people talk about being angry and anxious in lockdown, but I must confess that the feeling that has been sort of overwhelming is guilt. You know, with me, <laughs> guilt because I'm happy, because I'm fortunate to be, because I'm retired, so I have a pension and I have a husband and I have a relatively stable source of income. So I'm very, very fortunate on that. I'm fortunate in where I can be located. I'm fortunate to have my health. You know, that, that you know, when you talk about, oh, I don't feel there's a sense of fun, you think, well, get a real woman. You know, that, that you have so much. So I go around feeling so guilty all the time because I am so fortunate. Mm. I think that you're absolutely right, Liz. I think the three of us are fortunate in that we have lives and we can do things but I keep thinking about a family with three children stuck in a two-bedroom flat Absolutely. in the 14th floor of a of a skyscraper and told to homeschool I think that must be so difficult. Yeah and again one of the great um, issues in Scotland at the moment is inequality particularly in relation to education because as we, we close schools again the difference between the haves and the haves not grows wider all the time. Yeah not everybody's got an iPad or a a laptop that they can they can do online learning from but good good news that the BBC is going to be putting on was it five hours a day of primary yes. Yes. education and what's it three or four hours of high school education yep. per day and good so that's that's got to help good luck to the parents <laughs> yeah but good luck to the parents trying to get their kids to sit in front of it and watch it you oh, can take the horse to water but you can't make it drink yes 
So onwards and upwards, let's have everything crossed for a fabulous 2021. Absolutely. Ladies, it's lovely to be back together again, and I look forward to future episodes. Absolutely, Susan. Yes. One of the highlights yes. of 2020, long work continue in 2021. There we have it, our blether for this week. If you'd like to engage with us on social media, everybody out there, um, we're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as Scottish Blethers. We'd love to hear what you think of the episode and any topics that you might like us to cover in, the f- in future Blethers. So please do get in touch. So it's cheery bye from me. Ta-ta the new from me. And if I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the windy from me. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>